we should be absolutely and completely proud of every educator that is having to experience all of this new world. We gave educators almost no notice, and we have asked them to completely redesign what a school looks like in about 24 hours. We had some educators on a Friday, not knowing whether or not their school was going to shut down the following Monday, working over the weekend, long hours to really, again, redesign what this new norm is going to look like. And still, we have kids learning. Students are being fed, and they really are working on meeting the needs in the middle of this global crisis. Welcome to this special edition of Adventures in Ed Funding, the podcast series presented by CASBO, the California Association of School Business Officials. We're interrupting our usual show topics to bring you vital information about the COVID-19 pandemic. In California, across the nation, and across the globe, we're all now on a journey we wish we didn't have to be on. But it's our reality And together, we're all facing it and doing our best to prevent the spread of this dangerous virus. As centers of their communities, our public schools play an essential role. My name is Paul Richmond, and I'm here to help so that together we can stay on top of what's happening. There's so much going on right now across California and across the country, and so much of it is unprecedented. Joining us to share some of the latest information about the school closures in California that have occurred as a result of the COVID-19 virus are two leaders of CASBO's Government Relations Department, Sarah Botches, Chief Government Relations Officer. Welcome back, Sarah. Hi. And Elizabeth Esquivel, Senior Director of Policy and Governance. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello. Thanks for joining us on this special episode. We're practicing good social distancing habits here and doing this uh, online virtually. Sarah, schools throughout the state are suddenly closed. It's an important part of the strategy that's been recommended by health experts to slow down the spread of this virus. Can you tell us a little bit about who makes that decision to close a school district? Well, good morning. Governor Newsom provided discretion to local educational agencies in collaboration with their county offices of education and county health officials. We know that all our LEAs are working together with each of their regional partners in making the best decisions for their communities. And Elizabeth, what does it mean to be closed for a school? So I think in short, it means that there is no in-person classes but the executive order still requires local educational agencies to provide educational services, school meals, accommodations for students with disabilities, and to the extent possible, child care and supervision. And um, I understand earlier this week, State Superintendent uh, Tony Thurman, State Board of Education President Linda Darling-Hammond, and representatives from the governor's office and the state Department of Education and Department of Health They all held a special webinar for, I think, thousands of educators to provide some guidance and support during this time of closure. And one of the key parts of that guidance was to dive into 
what's called distance learning, some more ways to help school districts plan for providing instruction to students during this time of closure. Sarah, can you tell us more about distance learning and how districts are approaching that? Yes. Uh, Yesterday, as you mentioned, the superintendent with his staff held a webinar that's posted on their website, providing us with updated guidance that will come up on a weekly basis. What they've defined as distance learning to mean is instruction in which the student and instructor are in different locations. And schools are ramping up their efforts now so that the students can continue to receive instruction Teachers in schools are using various methods, and many are partnering with various organizations like PBS to provide different resources. This is very much a work in progress, and of course, we're experiencing many challenges relating to making sure the students have access to technology, devices, and connectivity. And I would just add one thing that students won't have to deal with during this already stressful time are the annual standardized state test. The governor issued an executive order on Wednesday pending federal approval to waive the test for this year. So that's big news. No testing for 2020? Correct. Pending federal approval. Pending approval. Okay. And... um, Do we have any sense of how long this may last, especially um, the school closures? Not yet. At his recent press conference, Governor Newsom stated, in the spirit of preparing families for a difficult road ahead, that it's possible that schools can be closed until summer break. However, we recognize that county health officials are reviewing the status of the spread of the virus and determining the recommendations based on what's happening. So we're still in flux. I understand that the governor and legislature also took a number of important actions just over this past weekend to help provide support to schools during this crisis. Can you speak to some of those? Yes. On Monday, when the legislature returned, they acted on Senate Bill 89, and Senate Bill 117. Senate Bill 89 provides $500 million for state preparedness and disaster relief to address the coronavirus, and Senate Bill 117 provides $100 million to school districts on an average daily attendance basis, averaging about $250 per school site. These funds can be used to pay for cleaning supplies, labor, or both. Excellent. So those are some good supports that the state is stepping up and providing. And let's talk about the meals in particular, Sarah. That's such a critical service and role that our public schools play that maybe a lot of people didn't know about until this crisis. You're right, Paul. About 60% of our California students are eligible for what is called the free and reduced price lunch program. Many of these students receive their only meal at school And this is their only maybe opportunity to receive these nutritious meals. The governor's executive order focuses on helping to make sure that millions of students who are already stressed out by the situation do not go hungry. We're seeing district staff and leaders doing amazing things the past two weeks to get meals out to their students on a big scale through various creative distribution methods such as grab and go and creating drop-off locations in neighborhoods. 
We're very proud of our child nutrition staff, of our teachers and educators. This is a very challenging time. But again, they've demonstrated that we are here for our students and we're doing everything we can to provide the services that they need. Yeah, a lot of truly inspiring work is going on out there in our communities. Um, Elizabeth, another critical area that you mentioned in the legislation was childcare. And can you tell us uh, how districts are working to help provide desperately needed facilities during this time? So I think at this point, districts can consider allowing their school sites to be used for pop-up childcare programs. The goal at this point is to really use local resources and agencies to accommodate families in need with the understanding that priority is given to medical staff and first responders. This seems to be a very um, still challenging area, so we anticipate additional guidance on how to accomplish this soon. And as we said, all of this is uncharted territory for, for everyone, students, parents, our schools, our school staff, leaders, the state. And as we press forward in these days and weeks ahead, are there any issues that your members are particularly concerned about, things that they're hoping to have clarified or things that they feel like will need to be addressed so we can continue to help keep kids and educators and staff healthy and safe? The number one is funding, knowing that we need stability and recognition of the grant programs that support many of these uh, services and the requirements that have not yet been suspended. This is in our uh, forefront as something to advocate to the state as we're meeting on, I believe, like a daily basis at this point of reminding folks that without the stable funding source from the state, we're putting in additional strains in an already stressed out system. Uh, two, instructional learning guidance for our high risk students, students with disabilities, and students who do not have the technology, infrastructure, and devices to attain educational services. And then third, support. Support from our community, support from our local and state officials in recognizing that we need to be in this together and that our students, 5.9 million students, depend on us today. Great. Thank you, Sarah. So it sounds like stability, guidance, and support are three of the key things right now. Yes. And obviously events are happening very fast and circumstances continue to evolve. Uh, links to updated info can be found on the CASBO website and also in our podcast show notes. And Sarah and Elizabeth can also respond to questions. Uh, where should they send emails, Sarah? They can send us emails at Sarah Bacchus, and that's S as in Sam, B as in boy, A-C-H-E-Z at CASBO.org, and Elizabeth Esquivel, that's E E S. Q-U-I-V-E-L at casbo.org. And as we have uh, questions and people sharing information and guidance, um, we can compile those and maybe have you back for a, another podcast to address some of those frequently asked questions. 
Yes, and we're also compiling questions to send over to Department of Finance, the State Board of Education, the Department of Education, as well as legislative leaders. This is a time where we are here for you. If there's any questions on any areas that we may not have addressed, please send us our way. Our job will be to continue to advocate and make sure that you have the resources. So that is the last thing that you have to worry about. We want to make sure that everyone is recognized that this is a difficult time, but you are making it and you're, you're doing it because our children matter. So thank you. Thank you. And I also want to give thanks to the two of you and the entire CASBO team for all of the the work you've been doing with obviously little sleep, uh, trying to to help get the guidance that all of our schools need. So many thanks to the two of you again. Thank you. Thank you. That'll do it for this special edition. Please be safe and be healthy. You can check our show notes for links to timely and valuable guidance and information, including the California Department of Education's website. And even though we all have to keep our social distance right now, let's keep working together, and together we'll get through this.